right, man. All okay. right. Episode two. Episode two. Well, we got a name. Have we? Yeah, director's debrief. Oh, yes. Um, and I, I, like, you don't know this, but you came up with the name. Did I? Yeah, so you said uh, this is our debrief like a couple of times in the previous episode. Um, <laughs> cool. All right. So, yeah, as, as we mentioned, and my worst nightmare has happened. Okay. Right? Spent six months looking for an uh, apprentice, hired them and all yeah. of that stuff. And the company takes them away for a week. So I'm now, I had to hit record, run over here. Are you I, saying you've become reliant on the intern? Maybe a little. Yeah. It's just nice having someone else do some of the, all, all of the heavy lifting, yeah. really. <laughs> all I have to do is just talk. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I have become somewhat reliant on the yeah. intern. Um, and speaking of, he's uh, he's come up with a few questions. And Ram, this is what I'm going to do with your questions. We are chucking them out. I don't know if the window, saw, uh, kind of the uh, the camera saw that. But no. He, he chucked them on the floor. It was violent yeah. um, because we're done with them. I actually need the questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we yeah, do, we are going to use some of the questions. We'll cut that. We'll cut that, we'll cut that. We will use some of the questions that we just, whilst he's not here, we thought we would. Damn it, it's me every time, I'm sorry. sorry. Um, and yeah, we'll use some of Ram's questions. And I did that dramatically, but he actually slacked them to me. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, no, Ram, Ram is away for this week doing his training as part of his apprenticeship program. Um, but he has messaged me the questions nonetheless because he's a very hard worker. Thank D- you, Ram. just doesn't stop, does he? Uh, no, yeah. no, the hustle don't stop. <laughs> um, but yeah, as mentioned in the previous episode, this is just a, a podcast where we talk less about what we do, more about how we feel. Mm. Um, and again, It's kind of like cheap counseling for us. I know, right? I know. So yeah. we've dropped the couple from couples counseling because yeah. technically we don't qualify as a couple. Yeah, Apparently I, you need like romantic involvement yeah, to be a couple. Yeah, I don't get this. But we don't have yeah. that. There's too many barriers. I know, yeah. I know. Question number one. All right. How have your priorities changed from when you first started? Ooh. Yeah, it's a, it's a heavy hitting question. Right. You didn't even give me like a little bit of a warm up. No. This. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to take a deep, deep dive. And you asked me it. for the questions. I don't know if I mentioned that one to you. No, I don't think you no. did. I think you did that on purpose. Yeah, I yeah. think I gave you question two, but I yeah. never gave you question one. Because you knew that one would stump me. Yeah. But um, yeah, how, how have your priorities changed since you've, you've started this business? Obviously, the team has grown, so you don't need to do all of the stuff you used to. Yeah, sure. Um, I think it's stuff that we talk about all the time, but my... My priorities have changed and they stuff we've done in previous podcasts or, or conversations where they've moved from working in the business so much, but working on it. And right. everyone, everyone's heard that term, yeah. especially in entrepreneurship business, everyone's heard it. But it's crazy when you see yourself evolving through that and everything you wanted. You wanted to delegate some tasks out. It wasn't easy. I didn't do it right yeah. many of the times, as you know. <laughs> um, but as you as you slowly progress through that and you delegate things and you start to create a system, you iron out where certain people may not know their roles or, or things like that. It frees up time and suddenly your whole goal of wanting to wanting to make yourself redundant becomes true yeah. to a certain extent. And you're like, wow, okay, I'm free. Um, and it gives you that exposure uh, and that creativity time. So really, if I was to answer that, it's like, I'm much more about focusing of where we're going okay. and the direction we're going, what our plans are next year, the year after. If you see me stressed, kind of like, it's pro- I'd say it's a, it's an equal 50-50 between something that may have happened in the moment, mm. something that needs attention then, <laughs> yeah. and me just simply thinking about something in the future, right. which some may say is toxic to a certain level. Yeah. But unfortunately in business, we do have to think about the future yeah, and where we're going so. because... Whilst things may be great now, we've got uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday going on at the moment. Yeah. Things are busy and everyone's really happy. 
myself, I know you are um, as well. We're thinking about stuff that was going on next year. We've got launches next year, big stuff. Um, we've got client demands and we've got to meet them. And that's all I can really think of at the moment. So yeah, my priorities have really changed of, of where we're going, growing um, and how we're steering the shit forward. What was the hardest thing for you to delegate? Because delegating is petrifying because mm. you're used to doing something a certain way or, or, or whatever. Uh, what was the hardest thing to let go of? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It was very, very early on. So uh, it was back in the early days when I used to actually put out the orders myself and yeah. uh, kind of pick and put them out on the trays and stuff like that. And for ages, for, for a very long time, probably a bit too long, I would be the last person who checked every single order that left our warehouse. Okay. Uh, like, how, how many orders a day, can I ask, when you um, when it was you? I mean, in the grand scheme, not much, um, yeah. but we're probably talking about 50 to 60 orders okay. um, a day. I mean, sometimes during peaks, it went to a couple hundred. Yeah. And I wouldn't be involved in any of the picking process anymore, any of the actual processing. I could be in meetings as well, Yeah. certainly in our old uh, premises, so and be out. But I'd be there to check and sign off, um, and they'd all have my signature on them each order. Really? Yeah. How, and if you, when was this? Um, the, I mean, we're talking about three or four years ago now. Right. Um, so if you ordered circa 2017, that, 2016. Yeah. yeah, probably 2016. You have Ash's yeah. autograph. Yeah, those were special <laughs> orders, and I think it came down to again a good or bad thing. My, but my micromanagement, but my quality control. Yeah. And that now I hope everyone in the company sees that to a certain extent. Well, you don't do that anymore, yeah. so somebody else has to. No, but I mean, my quality of control of um, just like everything we push out must be of the best standard. Yeah. It's not healthy for me to be the one checking things. I, you know, I, I realized that and I've understood that more and more. It took me time and it's taking me some time still. Yeah. Um, but on the same token, there's a reason why I was checking every order. It's not because I was like doing it for fun. No. <laughs> um, it was because I was like, at the end of the day, we are so early, so young and we're trying to like do the best job for a client my body is on the line you know at the yeah, end of the day yeah. the warehouse pickers packers they will go to bed sleeping well but i know that we've got to make sure that the error rate is low minimal and i've slowly realized that there are better processes than me checking every order yep. mainly because i am a human and i make human errors <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that that's certainly that that probably isn't the biggest thing that i've delegated obviously yeah but it was certainly the hardest because it was so early on um how about yourself um how have you found things? I really good answer. It's hard to follow that. Um, in a similar way, I guess I've I've delegated a lot of what I do, and for a long part, for the longest part of my career here, I think has been to make myself redundant, um, which is a very interesting mindset to be in because, like, at the end of all of this, will they need me? Yeah. Um, which is a really weird thing. Did to that think. ever uh, cross your mind, by the way? What? That, like, uh, certainly. Obviously, before you, you moved into the director role and things, but you still have that same mentality. Yeah. Were you ever concerned, or in any role that you've previously done, that yeah. when you're trying to make yourself redundant, yeah. are you kind of like stabbing yourself in the back? Um, that's a really good question. One that I actually really want to answer because, um, yes, it did. Not here. Um, but in other places that I've worked, maybe you come up with solutions or things that will benefit the business, but ultimately make you not as needed. Mm. Um, and feeling needed is nice, but also being needed keeps you employable. Mm. Right. Uh, yeah. But there was a, uh, a mentality shift um, from sort of within, and that was, I need to stop thinking about what's... 
I, I think this comes with wanting to be a director and then being one. Mm. I need to stop thinking about what's best for my career and what's best for the business. And they go hand in hand. So if I stop focusing on my career and focus on the business, my career will indirectly benefit Right. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's a very scary thing to uh, commit to, because it can go one of two ways. It's still very possible to make yourself redundant and then become redundant. Mm. Um, but it was in my head the mentality shift. I think was if I if I make myself redundant in a good enough way, I've shown that I can add value elsewhere as well. Right. Um, but also, yeah, I think once I was more secure in, in being a director, that's when I really started to think like, this is bigger than me. Um, if I can, it, like, I'm, I'm, like you say, I'm working on the business, mm. not for or within the business. Yeah. And I need to make sure that my actions are in the best interest of the business. My career will take care of itself. Yeah. And I wonder if that's a, a maturity thing, because if I reflect back before, it was very, um, like, I need to show these guys they still need me. Not here, but in previous places sure. I've worked. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also in a, in a bigger corporation. It's not as easy to do what I did. Mm. It's not as easy to hire somebody who does 30% of your job and then you hire somebody to do the next 30 to do the next 30. If you do that in a big enough corporation, then you're just an expense. Yeah. Um, whereas in a smaller, more dynamic business, um, it's very much, we need your time. Yeah. And once you've freed up your time, okay, now you can work on the on the next mm. thing. Um, I, th I think it all could, sorry, go ahead, uh, go ahead. in there as well. It comes down to a mentality and I think, one of the values that we have, if I were to give a value, and probably maybe need a new name for it, is <laughs> we, certainly at WP, we have this mentality of abundance. Right. Um, and it's rather than scarcity. And where I'm coming from this is that, say, so certainly the example you just gave of what you're working in a certain role and you've made yourself redundant yeah. or your job redundant, in a certain mentality or a certain company culture, you'll think, well, what else is there for me? That's yeah. it. I've got, there's nothing more. Was what I've noticed from the team, yourself included, um, is that once one thing is done, we seem to move on to another project yeah. and another project. And I don't know if it's the industry we're in of e-commerce, our mentality, maybe uh, things we discuss internally, maybe we're, we both have that mindset. Yeah. Um, but of this abundance of, you know what, I'm going to go now work on this new project. I mean, you've got some new launches, really exciting launches coming up yeah. next year that are really away from our normal core focus um, in a healthy way yeah. of a way of like, these are new areas that we're, we're branching into. And that's that's the kind of abundance mindset. And I see it with some of the team upstairs as well that we're following that. For sure. Um, and there is, there is an abundance of things that need to be done. And this is a very fine line that we have to dance um, because there's always loads to do in our business. Um, and that does mean you got to watch the like uh, I sometimes get a text message of like oh no I can take care of that over the weekend and you're mm. going no no yeah. <laughs> like the mentality 100% love that yeah. uh, and I love the drive but um, you know we talked about in the past episode of like the mental health implications and stuff like that so yeah that hunger and that drive is 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 really awesome um, and that leads me perfectly onto how I feel about how my role has changed. Um, I, I don't manage people, uh, sorry, managers are people, but I don't manage people anymore. I manage managers. Mm. Um, and so it's more about making sure they have the tools they need to do their job yep. uh, rather than me making sure everybody's doing the right thing at the right time. They're yeah. doing that now. I just got to make sure they have the right tools yeah. to do that job. I much prefer that because I've realized they're doing it way better than I ever could. Sure. Um, 
and yeah, we, again, we talk about abundance, but also focus. Um, and I always go back to a particular example about how we bag international orders. Um, and you can kind of, there's one person who, that's all they did throughout one of our Q4s, mm. and they do it flawlessly now. And on a grander scale of it, um, you know, I, if I manage one aspect of this business as well as five other things, if I make that somebody else's priority and they spend 50% of their time rather than my 20, 25% of my yeah. time on it, they're going to do a better job of it. Yeah. I just have to accept that. I also have to accept that in the beginning it might not be. Mm. I have to accept that there is a dip before the, the, the peak. Yeah. And that's what you were talking about, like delegation. Sometimes when you delegate something to me, I'm going to mess it up a couple of times. I'm not going to do it perfectly. Yeah. Um, but over time, I'll figure it out to get to your level. And then the next thing I'll figure out and then you're how to do it better. Yeah. Um, I mean, what you just said was absolutely beautiful. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Company from an outside point of view initially, and you understood that the growth was there. But in order to get to where we really wanted to be, we needed a structure. And I remember you continuously spoke about structures to me. You talked about um, kind of organizational structure, culture, yeah. all of that stuff, which was, to be honest, for me as a uh, kind of like a start in that startup field, I, it was alien to me. Mm. I'd only, because you know, this is straight out of uni <laughs> set up with my, obviously my mum and all of that stuff. So for you to come in and bring that, and now I'm seeing the results of it, and I understand the whole vision that you had. Yeah, is is incredible, and we're we're seeing that grow more and more. Thank you yeah. for that incredible compliment. What I would say to that is, and I want to make this clear, not just not even to you in the slightest, but to people who might be going through similar growth phases in their businesses, um, is that a majority of what you just said of what I tried to implement came from failure. Uh, that was me trying to add traditional structure to a very dynamic business. That was me trying to stop the train. And that's where the failure came from. I was trying to introduce processes uh, and structures to places where it didn't necessarily belong. Mm. And it took me a while to understand that this business is a moving train. It ebbs, flows, it, it changes so often. Yeah. And that's when I started to see, okay, this is how I need to do things here. I traditionally tried to go, well, from my previous employment, this is how they did it. Let's try and do that here. Sure. And those were the things that crashed and burned. But I was like, what do I like from all of these things that they're doing? And mm. how do we do it our way? And that's the only thing that stuck. So, you know, we can talk about Pareto's law, but 80% of the stuff that I tried failed. And the the 80% of the success came from the 20% of things that actually managed to stick yeah. um but thank you that was, that was very nice to hear Great. uh moving on to oh did you have any no no no, no. let's move on otherwise ram's gonna i know i know he's gonna kill yeah, us yeah. question number two um knowing what you know now is there anything you would have done differently when you were first starting out i'm not coming from the angle of no regrets or any of that as right. uh because every little thing and i really want to steer away from getting too philosophical here but on the same token oh, please Every single thing that's happened in both of our, our lives, but I'll, t I'll take mine. Um, obviously, when I went to uni, um, even prior to uni, but when I went to uni, all the kind of experiences I went through there, what I studied, um, how I performed in my my uh, my exams, everything, and then going through the different steps of starting the business, I could easily go back and say, oh, I would have done that, or I would have contacted this many people rather than um, kind of procrastinating or not knowing where to start yeah. but on the same token all of that gave me the experience and mm. the kind of the route to where we are today and i'm not saying we're in the absolute perfect place we are now but on the same token i'm so appreciative of where we are and what we're going through at the moment um even how 
without sounding like a couple, even how you and I found, uh, all kind of met and all of that. Like that all came through. You just know Ram's going to edit that yeah. in a way that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, go on. That all kind of combined together, right? And, yeah. um, so would I change things? Obviously, I'd like to, like little real, like zoom in on little things. But yeah. when I think about it on a, uh, a more macro scale, I'm like, no, everything happened the way it should have. Okay. And, and I have a, a question that I don't think will change your answer, but it'll make you think about it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> you wouldn't change anything, right? But what I want you to do is... Um, Okay, life is more about the journey, not the destination. Sure, let's chuck that out the window Mm -hmm. and pretend I never said it. Uh, But I want you to think about the destination. I want you to think about the end goal. You don't have to tell me what it is. Mm. Um, But if you do, with your experience, you could make certain decisions that would push you towards that end goal a little bit quicker or um, in a more seamless manner. Knowing that, would you do anything differently? Knowing you could get to your destination quicker. Um... Not really. Okay. Because, like, if you take your your 12-year-old self or your 16-year-old self, 18-year-old self, wherever you sure. were in your life. Sure. What you thought was your destination, Yeah. how many times has it changed? Hundreds. Yeah? yeah. And it continuously changes, right? What you wanted yesterday <laughs> is different from what you saw today. Yeah. Based on certain externalities, certain things that are going on in your, in your life today. And... The thing is, whilst I absolutely want my destination that I'm thinking of right now, I've got it in my head. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's in like, it, it could be there. I won't okay. say it out loud, but it's there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that that's not actually where I want to be. And I need to go through the whole journey um, to get to the true the true destination. And that's, that's sounding wishy-washy, so I'm going to really uh, kind of add something there. But I, yeah, the... The destination is always changing. Yeah. So by me trying to come in and kind of like see what I could do to really get to where I want to be at the moment isn't necessarily the best thing for me and where I should be going. Um, so yeah, I I would allow things to just go the way they are. And that's not being lax. That's not coasting. No, no. That's just letting things, uh, kind of letting the universe <laughs> um, make its own decisions of where I should be going. Okay. I don't so. want to keep prying for an answer, but these are genuine like fascinations that are coming as you're speaking, right? Mm. Um, consider the man that you are today. Right. Ashar of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, good geezer. Yeah. Good geezer. Yeah. I, I can testify. Um, but would you do anything differently to change who you are? As in uh, better at something uh, or worse at something or sure a- yeah sure okay. I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna hide from that i of course okay. there are, you know do i wish i was better at certain things absolutely do yeah. i think i can improve on them absolutely you know um yeah i yeah absolutely <laughs> uh, <laughs> you kind of got me sorry yeah uh no i i, I would as in like, uh, here's, here's an example. And one that I, I, I've never really considered, but I've always toyed with, and I'm really getting into cooking, right? Uh, and I wouldn't necessarily change my path that has led me to here, led you to you, I'll reciprocate mm. that. <laughs> but, um, 
you know, I'm really getting into cooking and I've always thought how cool would it be to travel and, you know, spend some time in different culinary schools or sure. with different masters of their profession. Um, because that would lead me to be a different person than I am today. Mm. And I don't dislike the person I am today. I'm, I'm actually very content with who I am today and okay. I hope to keep growing. But um, that's that's like an example. That's a hypothetical vision that I've once had. It's not a dream. It's not what I want. Mm. Um, but it's just a thought that's been out there to lead me to a point where t- this day, 2021 Sam is a, um, a better chef than he was, than he is in, in this timeline, mm. if you will. Do you have any desires like that? Or have you ever had any thoughts like that that make you go, I, I wish I'd done that because that would make me who I am now in a certain person. You're not flawed by any yeah, means. I'm I mean, just, I've always had the, uh, I always, randomly think like oh i always wanted to do like uh, stage shows like uh, really uh, theater, theater cool yeah like you i did um, a bit of uni though yeah i did a bit of uni i actually did a bit when i was growing up okay uh, a thing called stagecoach so um it's kind of a bit of acting a uh, bit of like a bit of everything um mm. like so you can be involved in musicals and i've, I've got <laughs> i i really enjoy them to a certain extent yeah um like i always think had i given that more time and more effort yeah. could i have taken that somewhere to a certain extent um, maybe it was my calling, maybe it wasn't. On the same token, I look at everything like in terms of time. And yeah. okay, everyone can be like, yeah, but there's time for everything. You know, if you're organized, you know, there's plenty of time. But on the same <laughs> token, I would have, have to, had to have given up something yeah. for that. Um, so like there would have been a consequential, consequential thing. Uh, it's what we call like an opportunity cost. Mm. And whilst I could have gone into theater and everything, would I have had as much time with my family? Would okay. have I have had as much time studying to now run this company? Yeah. Um, and things like that will certainly evolve down this area. So whilst it's great, and in theory, going to culinary schools, I'm sure that that, that sounds amazing. Yeah, There would have been an opportunity cost. Maybe you would have not been able to do your go-karting or things. So do you ever think of, think of that? That uh, like, what would you have given up to do that? Really interesting question. Uh, no. Mm. And uh, is the honest answer to that. But you're right. There would have been some sort of compromise that would have had to have been made because I've always tried to keep busy. There was a short span of my life where I didn't and I didn't like that. Um, there's a, a family... Uh, modern family joke of like uh, Sofia Vergara wants to be the how does she do all that lady yeah. and like I, I like people used to ask me that growing up and there was like a three year gap where nobody asked me that and I was like oh maybe I'm getting complacent <laughs> <laughs> um and so yeah like growing up I used to love you know I, I used to have a part-time job that would fund my go-karting mm. and then I used to train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with my brother mm. and all of those things brought me such joy but now if I'm thinking like if I also wanted to add cooking into the mix I'd have to, have to give one of those two up and I guess I'm, I'm seeing more from your perspective of maybe I did make the right decisions that led me to this point because yeah. some of my answers would have been like maybe I would have taken my education a bit more seriously because that would have yielded opportunities to spend time with different people in a different environment but actually i love the people that i got to meet mm. i love the experiences that i got to get can, okay so can i ask you a question then go ahead what's one of your proudest personality evolutions over the last four years personality evolution like, like things like uh, oh i'm more organized now than i used to be or i'm spending more time with my you know oh, things like that <laughs> uh my open-mindedness for sure, sure? uh i i don't I don't necessarily like the person I once was. Not uh, that's very harsh. I I, I wasn't like uh, a racist in a past life <laughs> or anything like that. But um, that kind of yeah. Um, it's really hard to explain. But 
Okay, so you, you say open-mindedness, right? Yeah. Um, what led you to, what do you think led to you becoming a bit more open-minded? The people in my life. Right. Um, meeting certain people that told me about different things. Like, um, yeah, there's a comedian called Daniel Sloss who says, if you hate your past self, that's great because it means you've, you've moved on from them. You've, mm. you've, you've grown up from them. Um, but like, if I had to like materialize it, it's stuff like recycling. There are certain people that I met in my life that really cared about recycling because they really cared about the planet that we live on. Yeah. And growing up, that was never a priority in my family household. Sure. Um, and I think that's a bit of a, a culture thing. That's something far more prominent here uh, in the UK. Mm. Um, but meeting those people and feel like hearing and feeling their passion for, you know, maintaining this world for future generations and stuff like that has actually made me care a little bit about. Yeah. Not a little bit. I actually recycle now. Yeah, sure. And that and that's just a very material. Um, thing that I can express easily but where I stand like emotionally and like how um, I speak to people and how when I meet people they are a blank slate mm. I do my best to make sure they're a blank slate there are, yeah. there's no I try and make sure that there's no prejudice there's no like uh, and again this is just a way to say it on camera but like oh your name's Jim the last Jim I met was a dick so I'm mm. not gonna like you um, but that that name thing you can attribute to anything somebody's somebody's um, race, sexual orientation, all of that stuff um, has been like, again, eradicate. It's just a blank slate. I do my yeah. best to make sure that when I meet people, that's a blank slate. That's a very good question. You know, it's incredible. Yeah. So taking that then, obviously something that you're really happy that you, you've you evolved mm. um, and you've grown, that happened because of certain people that you met by chance or came into your life by, yeah, by accident, right? Based yeah. on the decisions that you're making and the journey you're going on. Whereas things like, I wish I could cook better or I had all this experience, yeah. that you can still do. You could be here right now and you can say, right, I'm now going to do that. You can make that decision. Yeah. Whereas things such as, I wish that I was more open-minded, aren't those things aren't so easy. Yeah. So when it comes to things, that's why I kind of segment them into two things, who you are yeah. and the, the things you can do. Yeah. And, the yeah. Things you are. and they're very different and you're much more in control of one thing compared to the other. Yeah, that's uh, genuinely yeah. feels like a, a therapy break because yeah. <laughs> it's very. Uh, I didn't realize what you were building up to, um, and that to reciprocate that question back to you. Okay, um, what is your favorite uh, character evolution in, in yourself? What? Yeah, I should have really prepared more for this because I knew that. I was gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, it was, it was you bound that. to bounce back. Um, you know what? It'd be something very similar to open mindedness, um, yeah. but I. I always had the the big thing growing up of wanting to please everyone, um, everyone around me. I wish I said that. That's I a was great um, no, I was very much that person. I, yeah. I mean, I think you are to a certain extent as well. Or you, sorry, you were. Yeah, I'm, I'm working <laughs> um, against. We've spoken about that. Um, so, like anyone I'd meet, uh, family members, everyone, I was like, I wanted to be that guy that got the grades. I wanted to be the guy that um, kind of got man of the match in his cricket game. You know, <laughs> stuff like this. Be the man, um, guy, the guy who's doing a, a various things. Um, went to you up until uni. I think that was certainly my mentality. Yeah. And then something changed, and it probably changed because it was forced upon me. But I went to uni, and I wouldn't say I was top of the class at school or things like that. But I was, I was quite a high achiever in that sense, and I was like reached for for the best I could do. Certainly in my individual classes. And when I went to uni, I realised that everyone there on my course, yeah 
had got there and exceeded <laughs> my grades and you know exceeded Very any other extracurricular activities I could have even dreamed of they've exceeded them and yeah. Not, yeah everything so yeah it really puts you in your place and you realize like instantly you can't do five more sports you can't like <laughs> I can't suddenly learn five more sports or, yeah. or know three other languages like this just isn't possible yeah um so it's very humbling um probably a bit negatively at the start um because it really puts you down and you're not used to being taken off your pedestal yeah that you may have put yourself on uh, yeah. in your own mind but that's that's the experience that I went through and it started to make me realize that like all of that stuff that I was doing pushing exceeding got me my grades great yeah. but I really lost why I was doing things and why I was I was trying to where what I was trying to do yeah. so it still took me some time even at uni I was applying for grad schemes and things that would impress other people oh I could you know I could be at a com- conversation like a dinner party and be like oh I'm going to blah 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 financial firm yeah. um, and I'm doing a, an internship there and you know that would impress them more than I would be impressed with myself yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we yeah we've been there so I realized that and I realized I kind of took a full 360 on that. Um, sorry, 180. <laughs> and um, I, I, I realized that, you know what, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'll please people along the way. That'll be kind of cool. I'm still interested in maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, hoping sure, sure. people people thought I was all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that wasn't my sole goal. Yeah. Uh, and it, it isn't like, and I completely changed that. So I don't know what you'd classify that as, but certainly... I needed to go through that humbling experience uh, forced on me to realize that actually I I needed to focus on what I wanted. I guess you're now prioritizing your own expectations and your own sort of what you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Can I ask, how did you do that? I'm currently, because I'm currently battling that. I'm currently wondering where my goals in life came from um, and where these expectations to, we've both talked about, we both tend to strive to be high achievers. Mm. Um, And I wonder what's propelled me in that direction. And I'm wondering if that was myself or whether that was expectations put on me. Sure. So would you say that you've figured out what you're trying to achieve? Yeah, I, you know what? I wouldn't say it's a, a negative thing to have had expectations for you to be all. a high achiever. You yeah. know, certainly when you're a younger, younger kid, yeah. that kind of, you know, that's, that's the reason I, I studied a little bit harder than I, sh- I would have. Yeah. And yeah, I was able to reap those, those rewards, certainly getting to a certain uni, certainly getting to a certain course and, and thereafter. But it's, it's an interesting one. I, I'm still figuring it out. Um, I'm still figuring out why... What gets me up in the morning? What gets me to think, right, we need five more clients. We need to please those clients. We need to put every every last um, breath into ma- in making sure that they're, they're satisfied. Um, but I started to set my own expectations on myself, um, yeah. which, again, healthy, unhealthy, but I've, I've put them on myself rather than, I don't know, my parents. Oh, yeah. my parents want me to do X, so I'm going to do X. Rather than that taken that completely disregarded that I want to please them I want them to be happy with me but I've gone okay Ash what am I going to do where am I going to go um and I wish I could give you one single formula but I'm still figuring out myself Uh, I just want to add to your point of like it's not always a negative thing in that I, I, you know, I growing up, I had a lot of pressure on me to, to go study certain things, to go do certain things. Anybody who's, who knows me will, will know I talk about that pretty openly. Um, but my adult self has started to realize it, it actually wasn't the worst thing. It, it pushed me in a certain direction that maybe I didn't necessarily want to go to. 
But just the fact that I get to sit here and deliberate this, to think about what motivates me, what mm. what thing, and the fact that I have a choice in power over that decision, purely comes from the fact that I was pushed to do well. Yeah. Um, and that pressure in the moment must have sucked. And you know, being propelled in a direction I didn't want to go to and, and resisting against that, I might have not necessarily liked, mm. but it has given me the willpower to say no. And that's an incredibly powerful tool to have in my arsenal. Amazing. And it's also made me, you know, get to sit here and talk about these things and think like, do I like what direction my life is heading? Maybe I can change that. And mm. that is a, a luxury that you only get after being push to do well because that's when you get everyone talks about do good in school it will open up doors for you it's not a direct correlation like that but kind of like yeah. it, if you do well in school it teaches you it doesn't open up opportunities but it makes you the kind of person who can pursue certain opportunities sure. i think it teaches you that discipline yeah that's um, it i think that's the word i was looking for discipline, um, because it's very hard to find that that willpower at that age especially yeah. when you want to go do something else yeah. <laughs> outside class or, or just mess around but uh, certainly discipline to that extent um just following on that sam so yeah. you you say that you're looking for it or you're trying to figure out that but yeah. there are certain things that um really strike me that you you don't have to be doing what you're doing you know you you i see you come to me sometimes and you're like uh right, Ash, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be um, scrapping my Instagram time. I'm going to be uh, focusing more on this study. I'm going to do this course in my evenings. Yeah. What? Where's that all coming from? Like, what's driving you to, to do that? Um, all right, if you really want to get into this, it's the luxury of being the youngest child. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry if anyone is watching this. <laughs> but it's, it's the fact that um, my parents always wanted the best for their kids and they always pushed their kids in a certain direction in what they deemed to be the best. And it wasn't necessarily always the best, but it was to the best of their knowledge, it was the best thing. And so they were just trying their best. I said the best of quite a lot there. <laughs> um, and so, but I had the luxury of having the support of my two elder siblings of saying like, look, we've been through what you're going through. Um, and like, we can support you if you want to do something else. Um, and that's made me incredibly self-aware um, in that, like, I can I, I'm in full control. I'm a firm believer in, I, th I think they call it neuroplasticity of like, you get to make up your own mind. You get to choose, you get to, and we're about to lose a lot of listeners, but you get to choose if you're happy or not. Mm -hmm. You don't get to just like turn off a mental illness, but you can, um, pursue actions that lead to certain results that, that will yield certain results. Yep. they're not guaranteed they're not a given and, and like and especially when it comes to like mental health and things like that those are things that require professional help to improve upon you but if you're having a shit day not not clinical depression that, mm. that that's something that requires medical help but if you're having a shit day and you decide to go watch the news um and hear about how many people died because of covid you're not really helping yourself yeah um and so i've i do think about a lot about the why I think, um, why am I doing this? Why am I, that, that's not good in itself sometimes, but I, I question everything. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is you mentioned Instagram. I, I was thinking whenever I'm grateful, I'm happy. And for some reason, whenever I spend time on Instagram, I never thought I was like this, but it's uh, a lot of subconscious comparing and contrasting mm. scrolling through Instagram and seeing my friend just bought a new car. I'm like, right. why don't I have a new car? Um, seeing their lifestyle, seeing all of those things. And, especially now, the Instagram thing is a very recent thing. 
I've been thinking, do I even want a new car? Mm. Do I even want that? What What is it that I want? And it all leads back to that. Like, what do yeah. I want? And that's where I've been the most lost because I don't really know what I want. Um, I know that I know what can... Yeah, I, I don't know what I want. Um, I know I'm happy here. Yeah. I know I don't need a new car. And so stepping away from that has made me a lot more grateful for certain things. Um, and that's made me happier. And again, that's just me pursuing things that, that make me happier. Amazing. That? Yeah, that, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you've, you've, yeah, I've got nothing to add to that. Have I you really not? Um, yeah. I don't know, because you mentioned this, and, and, and you're not somebody who I would say isn't self-aware in, in the slightest. You're very self-aware. Um, drives your, let's focus on the Instagram thing, right? Mm. What drives your decisions in terms of, um, you don't always necessarily, you've got a great phone now, but you, you didn't really care much for that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, you drove the company van as, as your main car for how many years? Yeah. <laughs> um, I shouldn't have said that for tax purposes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what drives your desires? Um, yeah, it's, it's a good one. I think I'll, I'll answer that in the way of not what drives my desires, but I, again, going through that whole personality evolution thing, yeah. I don't, somewhere along the line, and I think it was, again, because I was forced to, to not care, yeah. Um, I just kind of detach myself from any monetary expectation or okay. any monetary respect. So I knew, and I think this was about the time further than when I talked about my, spoke about university being taken off the pedestal. This was a little bit after because when I took that whole 180 and I decided that I wasn't going to take that city job and I was going to go pursue this with, uh, in the startup and, and see where it went from there. I knew what that required and that required a bit of a, quite a sacrifice because I, I ditched that, that really nice cushy grad starting salary yeah. that would have given me a nice lifestyle at 21, mm. far better than probably any 21 year old should have. I don't think you mentioned this, but it was in London, right? Mm. It's what everybody at your age was doing right. and it, ha- it was all over Instagram. It's what people want. It's, well, yeah. it's what everybody seems to want, right? Yeah. So yeah, correct. No, and absolutely. And yeah, and what I, what I did was I took away what I wanted at 21 for what I wanted at the age of 30. And the age of 35. Okay. And and beyond. Um, because, and beyond. <laughs> um, but really where I what, what I, what I did there was I was like, look, I can be really happy now and like have this quick life. But I knew that I wanted to start my own business at some age uh, somewhere and do my own thing. And I couldn't really see myself doing that, going down that route. Yeah. So what I was doing by taking the nice 21-year-old life is okay, maybe I was overthinking at the time, but I was kind of worsening my state at the age of 30 or the age of 35 because I knew I couldn't give up that lifestyle, that career and that drive. But to start your own business, you ask anyone who started from scratch or close to scratch, um, you are starting on zero or close to it. And I knew that by going by that, my own personality, I wouldn't be able to drop that at the age of 30, 35. So I thought... Here's a time, 21, where starts being on zero is absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, yes, I have my parents who I can live with, so I can support, yeah. you know, I can live with them. I, I, I was lucky in that sense as well. And I had to move back to Leicester, which I hadn't planned to do. But I realized that if I go through all of that, then I could make myself happier at the age of 30, 35, or whenever. But just in the future, I'd, I'd yeah. sacrifice that. And again, opportunity cost there. And 
basically working working with my mum and stuff. There was no income. There was nothing like that. Um, and that wasn't long ago. That was about six six years, almost six years ago now. I realised that I couldn't compare myself to anyone else. Right. Because yeah, there there were my friends driving these nice cars, having good phones, all of those, all of the stuff I really you know everyone wants. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know we can't we can't hide it. Yeah. But I realised I couldn't have that. Uh, and I'm not playing that violin that I couldn't have it. I, I just realized I couldn't have it at that moment in time. Yeah. So it really forced me to detach myself from material stuff or, you know, what people have. Oh, this guy's worth X amount, million or that. Because I was like, that's all good. But one day I'm going to have it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I can't compare myself to that guy. You know, that guy on Instagram that's driving a new flashy BMW at the age of 21, 22, when I'm doing that and I'm just trying to make things work. I'm like, yeah, I'll get that down the road. So it's all good. Yeah. We're all swimming. And suddenly when you're not, you're not comparing yourself to that. And I think that's a really important thing that you can't compare yourself to someone else because you're on different parts and different stages in your life. Like, and I was like, all the good stuff is coming down the road. It'll yeah. come. And it really forced me. Cause I promise you, Sam, I wasn't like this at the start. I was, I was materialistic. Yeah. I, you know, I wanted the good stuff. <laughs> but it really forced me to to detach myself from that. And really now, you know, if someone shows up in a fancy car, I'm like impressed for, for a start, but it doesn't touch me. You know, if someone says, oh, that guy's worth a couple million or X amount, it won't stop me from going talking to him for yeah. a sense of, I just want to have a chat. You know, I'm not intimidated. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. doesn't really that. Yeah. What, what got you thinking about your 30s and your not your 30s but the future at the age of 21 like where did that come from ooh um because like you delayed gratification right yeah. which is very hard to do at 21 um big glam in the city job is very easy to take yeah um usually because you're blinded by there's a former nfl player that says most people are most people give up what they want uh give up what most people are willing to give up what they want overall for yeah. what they want right now and mm. I've, I've now that makes perfect sense to me but had you told 21 year old sam that i'd say well what's wrong with taking what i want now <laughs> right yeah um <laughs> and like you said like me too i used to i you know i worked in a phone shop so i always cared about the latest phone i always mm. wanted the latest gizmos and and a nice car um and so what what made you think of the future at the age of 21 where most people are just like i'll take what i can get yeah I, it's a good question so i think i was blessed with something well, um i was blessed that the penny dropped very early on yeah. for me um, so it was literally like a striking moment. There was obviously a different things, but I was studying for my second year exams, uh, and I was really stressed. Yeah. Probably went out a bit too much during the year. Um, partied a bit too much, didn't focus on my, my studies too much. And second year was tough. Um, there was a lot of maths modules, all of that. Uh, and I, it came down to a crunch period, maybe a couple of weeks before the exams. And I started to think, what if I fail? Yeah. Like, what if what if I don't get my uh, no? What if, not even fake? Like, what if I don't get my two one or my yeah. first? Like, what's what's going to happen? Um, and I think I took a step back and I was like, wait a second, I've done everything up until this moment yeah. right yeah, in yeah, society's yeah. eyes, but I mess up a couple of exams, and that's my <laughs> life over. Yeah. Am I really thinking like Very that? Very interesting perspective. Yeah, am I? And I had to because I was I was on the on the on the path of I'm going to really mess these up. Um, and I, I thought to myself, how can that be the way life goes? That you mess one thing up, one yeah. one scenario up, 
and everything you've put up until that point is is lost and i really took a step back i started stopped like almost stopped studying on some of my exams and started going on these online um articles and blog posts and things of people talking about the other life and starting your own business i was get, really going through some stuff um and i guess that led me down the path of like hold on like this is all fine like yeah. where do i really want to be let's let's work on that and let's take ourselves take yourself down a bit ash bring yourself back down to to earth um and like yeah slowly build up again yeah okay final question because we're really mm. we, we ran out of time like 20 minutes ago um but I, I'm, i've always been very curious um you talk about obviously you went through a lot of uh, your headspace changed a lot and, and it seems like mentally it was a lot for you to transition from uh, second year to third year, third year to now, you know, setting up this business and, and things like that. But uh, when you graduated, was that like many other people feel like myself felt uh, the most you've ever been lost in life? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um yeah, I, I want to ask you something straight off the bat of that if we've got time. But yeah, okay. um, yeah I I was very lost, but I wasn't worried. Very good um, answer. Yeah, okay. I was, and I, I, I don't know why <laughs> I should have been worried. Um, yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to do some stuff. Yeah. Something's going to sort itself out. Yeah. Um, and I look back at the first, certainly six to 12 months, certainly six, yeah, 12 months of working with my mom. Um, I'm like, I was just doing stuff, but I, I wasn't really worried about where it was all going. I wasn't trying to build some multi-million pound empire overnight. Mm. I was like, I yeah, I look back at those first six to 12 months and I, as much as I was, I was very lost, yeah. um, I probably should have been a bit worried, but I just looked back and I was like, what am I doing? And I, I was just trying to learn. I was just trying to figure stuff out, see what stuck. I wasn't trying to build some multi-million pound operational empire overnight just giving it a go and uh i think that's a really comfortable place to be it's it's okay to be lost so to anyone out there who's who's feeling a little bit lost it's okay yeah just try to and it's easier said than done but try to steer yourself away from worry or concern about what's where you where you're heading you know things will sort themselves out they, they always do yeah um just have that faith uh and it's okay to be lost yeah but you, you talk about yourself and obviously going through, I'm, I'm sure you've been through various periods in your life where you've got a little bit lost. Yeah. Um, give me one defining time, uh, maybe in the last four or five years where you felt a bit lost and how did that change or shape you? Very good question. Uh, it would be graduation. Um, I was working at O2 as a sales advisor uh, and as I graduated, like when I graduated, I interviewed to become a store manager, got that job. Very weird to be, a, I think I was 20 years old as a manager, yeah. managing people over twice my age. Um, that was a very weird experience. But that was when I was the most lost. I talked about in the previous episode of it was my decision to go study media. My parents very much wanted me to go study engineering mm. or medical school. Hello, fellow Arabs who understand what I mean. <laughs> That's what they, they, they really, really wanted me to go do. And there was a lot of pressure and there was a lot of disappointment when I went to study media. Whilst I was studying media, I was enjoying the ride uh, of governments giving me a bit of money. They're paying my tuition. Sure. This is nice. I don't yeah. really have to worry. I was working because um, I, I wanted some more money. But, um, you know, I, everything was kind of in place. And then I felt like I'd just been released into the wild. And that's when it really started to sink, sink in of like, you've made your bed now. 
you know if I'd gone to do what my parents wanted me to do and gone and studied medicine I'd have mm-hmm. a job by now if I had gone to study engineering I'd be pursuing an engineering job whereas I'd gone to study media not because I wanted to work in the industry maybe a little but because me you know filmmaking had brought me fulfillment and I wanted to pursue that a little bit further um, so yeah I, I was kind of just like riding the wave I went to I worked as a manager for a year and a, I think a year and a half and you know after I graduated and I got the manager job I wasn't that happy that I'd gotten this manager job because I was like I don't want to work in retail Mm. like I don't want to say no offense to anyone working in retail because nobody in retail wants to work in retail like that's just the fact I managed a team of 10 of them that didn't want to work in retail Um, and so yeah that's the most lost I think I have ever been uh, of like my decisions have led me to this point for the first time I couldn't blame my parents like why'd they make me go study media this was me I did that Um, and so that's the most lost I've been but um, it was good for me because it taught me that I can I can fend for myself it reiterated that I'm in control of my decisions and just like I went to choose to study media I'm going to choose to not work in retail for the rest of my life I'm going to pursue a different avenue which was kind of eye opening and even just saying that somebody gave me some really good advice and, and I know that they're not going to be watching this, but the greatest advice that I got of, I told you I'm, I'm a bit lost about what I want. I know where I'm going and what mm. I'm doing, but I'm, I'm lost as to what I want personally, what my desire is. Screw the video. <laughs> this can be just via, via audio um, of what I necessarily want. And that is the advice was maybe it's not clear to you because you're not lost enough. Mm. You're on a trajectory um, but maybe you just need to be a bit more lost. Um, and that was some great advice. It really reassured me of like, last time I was lost, I figured it out. Yeah. So um, yeah, if, if it is, uh, what you said was absolutely beautiful. I was, uh, I was lost, but not worried. I'm going to snip that. I'm going to snip the hell out of it and post it everywhere because <laughs> it's something people need to hear. Um, but yeah, lost and not worried, I think is my next mental state that I need to be in. Uh, because I found that incredibly comforting. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's almost empowering when you're lost but not worried, but you're in control. Yeah. You know, if that's the, that's the greatest thing. And you, like you said, for the first time in your life at graduation, you were in control. Yeah. No one could stop you. Yeah. yeah. I think, do you have something? No. No, I, I think this is a really great place to end. Um, and I will turn the camera back on for this. Just so it's- <laughs>